Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 22 of Dangles and Dingers. I'm Josh. And I'm Trev. And we're here to talk some hockey and baseball. Um, you know, we're, uh, we, we got some exciting stuff right now. George Springer is making his Toronto Blue Jays debut as we speak. I got it going here to my right. So um, we're going to keep you posted, I guess. We, it, it, we would have probably liked to do like a live stream or something like that, but uh, two reasons. One, we probably don't have the audience for that yet, if we're being totally realistic. And two, it's kind of hard to do like a live stream for a game when you're not at the game, like when you're not together. In the <laughs> same game. Like yeah. you don't have to be at the game, obviously, but like it's a lot easier if you're watching it on the same screen. <laughs> like eventually, like hopefully come October when we can maybe do like a live stream with some Blue Jays postseason baseball when the Ontario uh, – rules and regulations allow us to be in the same room. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Trevor, how's your week been? Been pretty good. Um, surprised that, uh, I've been outside. I'm outside. If, if you guys can't tell, um, outside <laughs> right now, everyone's not cold in my house. So, uh, my dad's using my mic, the microphone. So oh. I had to, Trevor, I had to, that's Trevor's why I'm got to, so, before the episode, my computer audio wasn't working, so fix that. We, but, we uh, fixed it up, though. Trevor, yeah, I need we did. to do one thing. Go to the bottom okay. of the screen. Okay. Go to participants. Okay. Go to, what is your name? What does it say your name is? Trevor Brunus. Did you change it? Yes. Good. Like, I changed it before the thing started yet. Because Good. Because. For some reason, every time I join a meeting, it's Jen. Yeah. Okay. So we had to change that because I I think we need we're gonna look into getting some guests on real soon. You know, gonna we're gonna work some try to work some magic here. Um, when will this be? What? Yeah. So when will this be? I don't know when. Whenever we get people to come on, so um, you know, right. <laughs> that's the best answer I have for you right now. But no, we didn't want Trevor to uh, have his name as Jen because that would just because then it would pop up as Jen for the guests, and that's not what we want, so. Yeah, no. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so you, you've been good, though. You've been good. Yeah, I've been good. How have you been? You know, you know, we're just, we're just, uh, I don't know, we're, um, we're going, I guess. Uh, excited to see Matt's on the mound today. The ace, the Cy Young favorite in the AL. I've decided. So, yeah. We, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. I got a little something on that. But um, Stephen Matz, the AL Cy Young favorite. So, anyways, um, we'll get into it. Trevor, if you want to get – I was going to start um, with the U18s unless you had something else. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. All right. So, last night – or last night was Canada's first game of the IHF U18 uh, World Championships. I mean, absolute domination from Canada. They beat Sweden 12-1. Um, a hat-trick from Shane Wright. Brant Clark, he had two goals and two assists. Brant Clark, 
top 10 pick this upcoming draft. Shane Wright, obviously, uh, projected first, first overall pick 2022, uh, exceptional status in the OHL. I mean, those two players just looked phenomenal last night. Trevor, I don't know if you watched the game last night, but um, I mean, they look yeah. phenomenal. I, I wasn't at, at the game last well, not at the game. I wasn't listening to the game last night. I wasn't uh, at the game either. Man, I wish I was at the game. <laughs> uh, that sound, it sounds like a, it sounds like a great game, especially for their first uh, well, their first game into the tournament. Um, to beat a team like that, especially Sweden, probably yeah. one of the better teams in the IHF. Uh, so good for Canada if they keep that up. I think they'll have a chance to win gold. Yeah, for sure. I mean, their team just looked dominant last night. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, I was I was surprised watching it. I was, I was like, how are they absolutely destroying Sweden? Like, that's something you expect against, like, tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern time, they play Latvia. So that would be the type of beatdown you'd expect there. So we could, <laughs> we could have a, a repeat of last night tonight uh, as they play Latvia. So. I guess we'll just have to see. Um, I mean, yeah, Shane Wright, Brant Clark, they dominated. Uh, many other players dominated too. The one thing I wanted to highlight was Brennan Othman. Uh, he's also a projected first-round pick in 2021. And he uh, so uh, he gets a pass, and he passes it over to Shane Wright, right? Uh, yeah. He passes it to Shane Wright. Shane Wright scores to get, I think, his second of the game. and. Um, Offman gets hit. He gets hit like like a huge hit, right? And he um, right scores, and Offman like as he's skating away, pats the sw- Swedish player on the head. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he was gonna go after him. Oh, spotting a snake in your front yard or what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> like literally, like right beside me. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor's got another uh, a snake. Appearance in his front yard, oh. probably. Yeah, that, um, I, I think we. Taken a while. Yeah, I was gonna say we told that, that was story. Like two years. Yeah, we told that story on the podcast already when we said the person's name we weren't supposed to say. Which was so don't go listen to that podcast. No, we said their full name though. That was bad. That was the bad part. Yeah. Yeah. That was the bad part. Yeah. We bleeped it Anyways. out. No one actually knows. Anyways. Oh, we, we bleeped it out. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. So that's, so that's how you know Trevor doesn't listen to the podcast. Doesn't listen. To the no, I just I might have I might have. I mean, why? It. Well, why would he though? If he he's he's like I'm speaking. He it. listened to it already. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'm really excited about the rest of this U18 uh, tournament and just see how much Canada can dominate. I guess. Um, Trevor, do you have anything else on the U18s? You probably don't. Was my guess. <laughs> about that um no uh i just hope the teams have a good tournament and i would definitely uh start watching more because i did not even though they played last night but uh, all of canada's games are on tsn they play lafayette tonight yeah they do okay yeah so we gotta subscribe to tsn yeah all right well okay yeah all right so um I guess we can move into some NHL topics. Um, 
Just a clinched and eliminated update for you. Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Florida Panthers all clinched their playoff spots. And the Detroit Red Wings were eliminated from playoff contention. Um, yep, the, that's, that's what we got for you on that front. I mean, Tampa going for back-to-back cups. Really expecting it, honestly. They're the best team. I, I think I think they're good. Well, mm. yeah, they're way better uh, than Toronto, so it's oh, oh. Toronto can clinch <laughs> tonight, though. Yeah, they get they they just got to win, right? Yeah, they. I think they they have to win, and then Ottawa has to beat Vancouver in regulation. I think. Okay. So oh. you gotta kind of hope for two results there. So uh, we'll uh, take you through the points here. Connor McDavid in first place, eighty-one points, like. This kid is insane. Like, uh, I know he's not a kid. He's 24, but <laughs> he's, he's just so good. Um, Leon Dreisaitl in second with 66 points. Nathan McKinnon and Patrick Kane tied for third with 60 points. And then Mitch Marner in fifth with 59 points. So I, I know points aren't everything when it comes to the Hart Trophy race, but I think McDavid's running away with it, if I'm being honest. Um, Comes to goals, Austin Matthews in first with 34 goals. Kind of fitting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> funny. It's a funny joke. Uh, so it's a funny dude, joke. I laughed so hard. I know, right? Um, <laughs> in second is Connor McDavid with 28 uh, goals. In tied for third, you have Brad Marchand and Miko Rantman with 26 goals. And then fifth, you have Tyler Toffoli with 25 goals. So, um, there's your goals leaders, and it's really it's what we got that's, for you here. That's I mean, um, it's pretty much still the same, but you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same every it could week. Change, yeah. For the most part, uh, when it comes to the standings, now you got top of the North, as we said, Toronto Maple Leafs. They can clinch a playoff spot tonight, so. Uh, look out for that. They may have already clinched by the time we're done recording. Well, not done recording, but by the time you hear this, they may have clinched already. Um, give you an update on that. The Ottawa Senators are beating the Vancouver Canucks 5-2 at the end of the second period. So as long as they can beat the Canadians tonight, they should clinch playoff spot. Um, the Edmonton Oilers are second in the North Division, followed by the Winnipeg Jets, and then the Montreal Canadiens in fourth. Um, in the East, you have the Washington Capitals in first, Pittsburgh Penguins in second, who blew a chance to clinch a playoff spot last night. Um, the New York Islanders in third, and the Boston Bruins in fourth. And then it comes to the West, the Vegas Golden Knights in first, the Colorado Avalanche in second, the Minnesota Wild in third, and the St. Louis Blues are in fourth place in that division. Central. Carolina Hurricanes are in first, Florida Panthers second, Tampa Lightning third, and the Nashville Predators in fourth. So, um, I mean, it kind of gives you a look at what kind of what teams are really there for the most part. Most of those spots, I would say, are locked up. Aside from the Central, Dallas and Nashville kind of fighting for that four spot. Uh, in the East, the Rangers still in it, I guess. Not, I realistically, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, they could. Um, but yeah, uh, Trevor, did you see, um, 
Artem Anisimov from the other night when uh, all both two of Ottawa's goalies got hurt, so uh, he had to get not, dressed. Uh, no. in. So uh, Ottawa starting Anton Forsberg, but he got hurt in warmups. So Matt Murray started the game, and then Matt Murray got hurt during the game. So Marcus Hogberg went in, but Artem Anisimov, who's a forward on the taxi squad, had to put on all the goalie gear in the room just in case Marcus Hogberg were to get hurt. So uh, <laughs> we could have had uh, one of the weirdest uh, emergency backup goalie situations um, that we've ever seen, probably. Um, Dude, that would have been the Zamboni driver all over again. Exactly, right? So um, <laughs> pretty interesting there. But, um, yeah, the uh, another guy I want to talk about, man. Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett, former Kingston Frontenac, Sam Bennett, absolute beautician. What are you doing? <laughs> the wind's cold outside, man. I'm moving my chair out of the way. Okay, so for all the listeners, because Trevor's, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that Trevor's just like I don't even know what he's doing. He's sitting in between his boat and his car. <laughs> what a guy so here Sam Bennett he was acquired by the Florida Panthers at the trade deadline um, he's he was drafted fourth overall by the Calgary Flames 2014 he was he lit it up in Kingston when he played in the OHL um, I was a huge fan of his <laughs> I was I, I thought the Edmonton Oilers were the dumbest team when they passed him in at three Passed on him at three in 2014. Um, I ended up looking really dumb after that. A good thing I didn't like put that out on social media because the third overall pick was Leon Dreisaitl. So okay. they kind of made the right pick there, I guess. Um, so yeah, so since, since Sam Bennett has joined the Florida Panthers, uh, he has 10 points. In uh, seven games, I think. I hope that stats right. He has ten points in seven games, coming from Calgary, where he did not have that. He was he played thirty five games with Calgary and had twelve points, and he has ten points in seven games with Florida. So maybe he's gonna, you know, fulfill his potential a little bit here in Florida. I really hope he does. I'm still a big fan of Sam Bennett. Um, I may have to admit that he is not as good as Leon Dreisaitl. I was kind of wrong with that, like, guess when I was, like, nine years old. But, (laughs) you know, I I guess. I mean, you know, just imagine how much better the Edmonton Oilers would be right now if they had Sam Bennett instead of Leon Dreisaitl. Like, they probably would have won a cup by now, right? Yeah. I'm sure you agree. Anyways, yeah, it. <laughs> I'm really happy for Sam Bennett. Maybe he'll want to come on the show. Sam, if you're listening, I'm telling you, come on the show. We would love to have you. Oh, boys, George Springer at bat right now. Yeah. Batting lead off. Absolute beaut. Um, he's batting lead off? Yeah, he's batting lead off. He's up right now as we speak. Sure. Oh, is that no? It's not sure. on the map. What? Are you watching the game? It's to the right of me. Just you gotta keep tabs. 
I can't watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just keep you updated. I, I really just want to see the Springer at bats, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I'm going to watch full game afterwards, but mm-hmm. got to keep tabs on the Springer at bats. Uh, so, yeah, Sam Bennett, incredible. Uh, just very happy about that. Uh, more, more of a, uh, I mean, sorry. Oh, oh, he flew out. No good. No good. Um, speaking of debuts, uh, Quinton Byfield making his NHL debut with the Los Angeles Kings tonight. I mean, he was lighting it up in the, uh, he was lighting it up in the American Hockey League. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me yet, right yet, but uh, second overall pick in 2020, loads of potential. Um, I mean, I think it's a good move to pull him up kind of at the end of the season, you know, when you're kind of just, you got a week or two left and uh, playing out the string a bit for the Kings there. But um, I think it's, I think it's a good move for the Kings. What are your thoughts on Byfield making his debut tonight? Yeah. Judging where the, judging where the Kings are right now. Um I think I think this is a this is a great decision by the game. And yeah, just like you said, it's good like pulling in those uh those newer players or those young guys well later in the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's good and maybe if they they could make uh, will they make a spot? Pardon? Kings? Uh mathematically they can. But will but... the Kings take a spot? No, they're not going to make playoffs. Well, if it's mathematically... Mathematically, they could, but it's um, very unrealistic. So, like, I, I think unless they win and, like, win every game, but yeah. I, I think, anyway, this, this is a good decision by them. And, For sure. Uh, hopefully it pans out. Yeah, like... like and hopefully he, he does well in his two weeks left in the season. Yeah, for sure. Like, um... Quinton By when it comes to Quinton Byfield, he had 20 points in 30 games in the AHL. Um, he, that's who the Kings are building around. He's going to be their number one center going forward. Um, they hope for him to bring multiple cups to LA. Um, like he's who they're building around. Him and Alex Turcotte at that center position is who they're going to be building around um, this franchise and hopefully lead the new group of Kings. They got a really good young group there, and I I have pretty high hopes for the Kings. They they have a great load of prospects. And, um, I mean, I hope he does well. Um, he, he disappointed slightly for some people at the World Junior. I say disappointed. It, it took him a little bit to get going. He had a really good game against Switzerland. I think he had like six points. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch Byfield the next two weeks. I definitely don't think these two weeks are really any indication of how well, he, how good he's really going to be in the league, uh, because like, yeah, you can't really show see how good someone's going to be after two weeks in the league. So, um, no, all great luck to him. good luck to him, and hopefully he plays uh, very well. Maybe he can get his first NHL goal tonight. Um, then one other thing I was going to mention. Um, Marco Rossi of the Minnesota Wild, he's drafted ninth overall um, by the Minnesota Wild in 2020, uh, has not played at all this year um, due to COVID-19 complications. 
um, he talked about kind of his experience with COVID-19 and how he, uh, how he said that he, he, he was scared to go to bed at night because he was, he didn't know if he was going to wake up. So I, I think that just shows how serious this whole pandemic is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember him saying that. That was in an interview, right? Yeah, I think so. We talked about it earlier, like in an earlier on podcast. Yeah, like this is scary, and mm-hmm. uh, my internet's stable. Sorry. Um, All right. <laughs> Yeah, it is very. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. It's like I have terrible internet right now. I'm Trevor's, the in, his, Trevor's in his driveway, so cut him slack. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I glitch out, um, it's not really my fault. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Everyone, everyone, cut Trevor some slack. He's he's in his driveway recording this. That's a dedication he's got here. So. So yeah, like again, uh. It is scary, and people are dying from this. Like the people who think it's a hoax, it's not. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. it's like you you definitely do got to be careful. For sure. It, so, good thing that he didn't. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's just, it's, it's just crazy to see like an eighteen, nineteen year old kid who's a pro athlete just to get to have um, an experience like that and like not play the season at all. Like hopefully it doesn't hurt his development in any way. Like obviously that's not the main concern when it comes to this, but um, hopefully everything um, is good with him. And um, yeah. Uh, Is there anything like any players or teams you want to talk about in specific before we get into some more main topics? No, but I I want to talk about something that when we're done. I need to talk to you about something when we're done the podcast. Okay. 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 I'll try to remember that. I will. Anyways. I'll just bring it up. All right. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, they get their Stanley Cup rings. Um, They were beautiful. The Stanley Cup rings that the Lightning received were beautiful. Um had the amount of overtime they played in the playoffs in it, along with the teams that they beat in how many games, uh, their win song on the back of the ring, um, the Stanley cup on the front, it lifted up and like turned. And then you could see like Stockholm underneath. Cause that's kind of, it's a game they played in Sweden where they kind of got everything uh, under control, got their Rocky start kind of, uh, I don't know. They kind of picked it up and, started to be the Tampa Lightning again, so I really like them. Trevor, I don't know if you saw them, but if you did, do you want to give your thoughts? I did. I'm looking them up right now. Oh, okay. Um, they sound nice. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. It's... It, yeah, it was... They they looked really nice, Um, in my opinion, for sure. Uh, I also say that, like, I'm a Tampa Lightning fan, so... But... <laughs> Really, for the most part, most oh, championship wow. rings look really good. For the for the most part, it's that, that does look nice. Yeah, it's pretty tough to make a bad championship oh, yeah. ring. If I'm being honest, like, it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it it is tough, and I mean, you also do have professional designers 
Yeah, exactly. Like, right? I guess. Still, like, they I guess you got some pros in here. Jimmy. And like to, to have, it's almost like a, a ring to look back on because they have, you know, like, the mm-hmm. song and, like their last win at like before 2020. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's great. It's, it's, it's really nice looking ring coming from a Leafs fan. Yeah. And like, I think the only time I've ever seen a ring that wasn't very nice is just the size of the 2019 Toronto Raptors ring was like, like you probably could have fit that on like two fingers. Like it was just, it was so big. Like, I don't understand why it needed to be that big, but anyways, um, we can move on. Um, Dylan, we have, a very long list of players who are out for the season, uh, mainly because there's like two or three weeks left. So Dylan Larkin, Elias Pedersen, uh, Noah Hannafin, Adam Boakvist, all out for the season. All of their teams are realistically not going to make the playoffs this year. So um, not totally concerning there. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers for the Winnipeg Jets, though, is out for the remainder of the regular season. They do expect him to be back for the playoffs. So hopefully, if all goes well for the Jets, um, they will get uh, Ehlers back um, for the playoffs. Expect them to play the Edmonton Oilers in the first round. Uh, That's just the way it's going to, based on points, that's just the way it's going to match up right now. So the Oilers-Jets, that will be a really good series to watch. I will be... I I just I love playoff hockey, man. I I'll be I'll be watching every season. It's it's, it's it's so weird how many people say like they only watch playoff hockey. Yeah. But like then you see why you know. And you see why. Uh, same it, with, it's so intense, so fun to watch. Yeah, same with play playoff baseball too. Like I watch regular season baseball too, but playoff baseball is just another. It's it just brings I don't know playoff baseball for me just it just brings it I don't know man I don't know how to describe it either it just, it's just so cool bro I, yeah it's it's just so much more intense it brings the intensity up so much more which I guess yeah. is what I'm looking for um yeah so hopefully for the Jets Ehlers comes back healthy um they definitely need Ehlers if they plan to win a series or make a run or anything like that because. They're going to have their hands full already with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to start with. Um, and then plus, uh, without Ehlers, that would be pretty tough for them. Um, speaking about the NHL playoffs, maybe we'll uh, – probably the episode before the playoffs begin, we'll have to get some sort of preview preview episode going or something like that. We'll kind of preview the matchups, get our uh, predictions going. and. Um, Trevor, we can talk about this after the podcast, but I kind of thought maybe when during like NHL playoffs and MLB playoffs, maybe we do like uh, episodes more frequently, like maybe two a week during playoffs, possibly. Okay, I'm good with that. Just, just to right. keep up with like, because like, yeah. Anyways, we can talk about it after. Uh, stay tuned for that though. That may be a possibility. Anyways, we will move on to i don't know if this is a bad thing but it's it, it it's saddening in a way andrew shaw 
um, announces his retirement from the NHL. Um, he played 10. He played. Hold on. Let me just look. <laughs> he played uh, 544 games with the Chicago Blackhawks and Montreal Canadiens. Um, won two Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks. Uh, he finished with 160, 116 goals, 131 assists, for 247 points. Um, Shaw was a big piece for the Blackhawks. And it sucks to see Andrew Shaw retiring just the age of t- 29. Um, but the concussions just caught yeah, up to him. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, he kind of said in his retirement video that the doctors have been telling him after basically each concussion he's gotten that he needs to stop playing. And it's kind of finally the time where he's decided where that he, he does need to stop. And um, it sucks really just to see like a guy go out at 29. But I mean, if it's for the betterment of his health and the rest of his life, then um, I fully support him on that. Yeah. He was drafted in 2011. Which that means he's only played ten years in the NHL. Usually, a guy who starts the NHL. Yeah. You you usually play, depending on if you get injured or not, like twenty to twenty five years. Well, that's that's a little bit much, but yeah. That's a bit excessive. Twenty. That's twenty like is good though. Twenty like, is usually career. So, yeah, he played half a usual career, which isn't that bad. But, like, which isn't still, bad. No, you know? not, he had a great career in the time he played. It's just, it sucks to see that he has to retire at such a young age. I didn't even realize he was that young. I thought he was a bit yeah. old. He was like 33 or something like that. But, yeah, it, it sucks. Um, but, I mean, uh, I wish him the best. Uh, and congratulations, I guess, on his retirement. Um, and uh, hopefully he can, um, I don't know, maybe he'll get into the game some other way through coaching or scouting or management, something like that, uh, if he wants to get into that. Um, but, yeah, Trevor, do you have any other thoughts on Andrew Shaw's retirement? Yeah, I just, you know, I think, yeah, you know what, I ain't going to go into that. But uh, it, it just sucks for someone to retire at such a young age. Yeah, for sure. It does. Um, Another player who made their debut. And um, if you have social media and you follow anyone in the hockey sphere, then you probably know that Cole Caulfield made his debut a couple days ago. Um, It was everywhere. Um, He, Cole Caulfield drafted 15th overall in 2019. Um, he was absolutely dominant with the uh, U.S. National Development Program in his draft year. Uh, went and played two years at the, uni- at the University of Wisconsin, won the Hobie Baker in 2021, and makes, after two games in the AHL, he records four points. And he comes to the NHL, plays his first NHL game, um, didn't put up any points or anything like that, but... Um, I mean, he looked pretty solid out there. Trevor, I don't know if you were watching, but um, he he looked good, I would say, for sure. Um, obviously, for your first NHL game, I can't really comment too much either. I'm not definitely not NHL caliber. Um, I mean, he looks a little hesitant sometimes, like you would, I would think, in your first NHL game. But for the most part, he looked pretty good out there. 
every eight players has a tent in their first game. You would yeah. walk. As I, I would be. I bet you, you would be. Um, yeah, it, for sure. It puts something on you and screws out you are as a player. I guess maybe not that much, but uh, like I, I can give you, I didn't put any points up, but he did pretty good. Uh, I, I think, I think he's a player that can really uh, uh, fit together in that team uh, well. Yep. But uh, what, what see? Uh, in his career, in his future of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think the future yeah. is bright. The future is bright in Montreal for sure. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and Esperi Kakanyami down the middle. Alexander Romanoff on the back end. Caden Primo in net. Um, the Montreal Canadiens have a good young core there in Montreal. Um, and uh, Cole Caulfield, he's, I mean, it wouldn't be totally unrealistic to say that Cole Caulfield could finish top 10 in goals all time when his career's over. That could happen. Uh, yeah. It all depends on, like, I don't think it's going to be an issue, um, but it is incredible. He's playing in the NHL 5'7", 165. Um, I don't think his size is going to be that much of an issue, but um, people point it out, and I think it's just even more incredible that he's made it this far. Um. Anyways, Trevor, do you have anything else on Cole Caulfield? I got, I got nothing. I just, uh, I, I, like you said, I, I think he can be like a, a great player in his, yeah. uh, in his prime and his future. For sure. Um. So the NHL signs their um, second half of the US TV deal with TNT. Uh. If you're Canadian and you're not totally sure what TNT does, TNT uh, is very much into the NBA broadcast. Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley are part of their intermission crew where uh, they basically just have fun and chirp each other the entire time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe we can bring a little bit of that to hockey. Obviously, it won't be Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, but um, maybe we can bring a bit of that to hockey. They... um, if I'm not mistaken, it's two sixty five, two hundred sixty five million dollars a year, I think, for seven wow. years. Uh, they're gonna get three out of the seven uh, Stanley Cup Finals over those seven years. Um, they'll have the they'll have the rights to every each Winter Classic in those seven years, um, and also other regular season game rights and stuff like that. Uh, there will be some games streaming on HBO Max. Um, so. I mean, great news for the NHL. I think they doubled or tripled their money overall, basically, in the U.S. TV deal. So um, that's great news for the NHL uh, to get their uh, salary cap back, to get their financial situation in a better spot now um, to recover from the pandemic. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on uh, this? Yeah, even that, well, 200, you said million dollars right uh 265 million i think is the number that I, 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 that's good uh after in seven years that's over a billion dollars that's perfect for the nhl yeah that is that is to get them out of that pandemic i guess hole and they're starting well they're starting to use the shovel to get out of that with i guess that money in the next upcoming years mm-hmm. which is good like even when they're out they're gonna have to uh you know deal 
with that money, and I think that's a good way. And it gets more people in the sport. So I, that's two good things to the NHL. And uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I got. Oh, update here from Chris Johnston. Well, Chris Johnston retweets it. Shane Wright and Corson Coolmans will not play for Team Canada tonight um, due to precautionary reasons. Um, that's very unfortunate. Two of their best players, I'd say Corson Coolman's probably their second best defenseman on the team. Shane Wright, I'd say, is probably their best player overall. But uh, maybe that means we'll uh, get to see maybe Connor Bedard getting some first-line minutes. We'll see, though. Bedard, I think he had, he had one assist in the game uh, yesterday. Not bad for a 15-year-old playing in a U18 tournament. Um, anyways, uh, we can move on. Um, the draft lottery is oh 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 is Trevor heading back inside? Yeah, keep talking. I'm going inside. Oh, Trevor's, <laughs> Trevor's heading back inside. This is what we like to see for. It's about this. For the people not watching on YouTube, that's cool. You should watch on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. That's how you should do it. Um, anyways, uh, the draft lottery is set for June second. Um, nothing really much to say about it. Um, just the fact that the draft lottery will be on June 2nd. So tune in for that. Uh, some, some of the new rules will be in effect. Only the top two picks will be drawn. And, um, there's something else. I forget what it is. Um, oh, there's just, you can only move up 10 spot max maximum. So those rules will be in effect for the draft lottery. Um, this year. So yeah. Um, anyways, we can move on. Gerard Gallant, the former head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, um, who was surprisingly fired in the 2019-20 season. Um, he will be the head coach of Team Canada, the World Championships, um, which that team will be the general manager of that team is Roberto Luongo. So um pretty interesting oh, stuff oh. going on with that team. Um uh, yeah, so Gerard Gallant, he's probably the top coaching free agent out there. Um, he's There's been – any time a coach gets fired, they're like, oh, maybe they're going to hire Gerard Gallant. Um, but it looks like he's going to be coaching for Team Canada at the World Championships. And um, maybe that will shoot him right into a uh, Seattle Kraken head coaching job, but we will see. Um, anyways, uh, our last bit of hockey news is uh, Jonathan Drouin of the Montreal Canadiens has taken a leave of absence due to personal reasons. Um, unclear what those reasons are. Obviously, we want to respect his privacy. Um, sure. This So far this season, Drouin has two goals and 21 assists for 23 points in 44 games. Um, Jonathan Drouin's been thrown. He was drafted third overall in 2013. Um, right after Nathan McKinnon and Alexander Barkov. So he had high expectations. Hasn't really achieved the level that he was quite expected to, but still a very solid player for the Canadians. Um, and uh, hopefully everything is well with him. Um, and he can get back for the Canadians as they uh, will most likely play the Toronto Maple Leafs in the North Division semifinals. Um, I know that that series in our family will be very um will be, there, there's uh, rivalry there 
so Matthew, who's on our podcast, our website. Yeah. Uh, so our, our schedule's not busy, but that was when the RBHL was, was going on. Uh, and yeah, he was on the podcast. He's a, uh, a Montreal fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much, so your mom and your, and then Jonathan? Yeah, my brother, John John, who is eight years old. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a huge rivalry. <laughs> and my mom uh, are both Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And my brother, Matthew, who's 11 years old, is a Montreal Canadiens fan. So Trevor and it, both his parents, Maple Leafs fans. So <laughs> it's kind of a big rivalry in our family. Uh, my brother's outnumbered by quite a bit, but... Um, you know, he, he's still... Pretty he much everyone besides our family mm-hmm. and your family, all of them are like Leaf fans. You know, he's still a, he's still a Carey Price is the best goal in the NHL, Shea Weber for the Norris kind of guy, you know? But um, anyways, yeah, Jonathan Drouin, hopefully all goes well with him. Um, I hope that everything is okay and that he can get back... Um, so that the Canadians can defeat the Maple Leafs in the first round. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we're using regular Zoom, we should take a break uh, and then come back. And Why, did it this. tell us that it's going to kick us out? I, I just think we should do it just in case. No, I don't, my mom said it'll tell us if, it, if it's going to kick us out. All right, perfect. All right, so well, we should be fine. We should be fine. We may, we may just get cut out, but I don't think we will. I think we'll be good. Um, Watch, it's gonna cut out like within minutes. But yeah, what have we been on here for? I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't. I don't know where to look at that. Anyways, um, okay, it's time for the pro insider report. Trevor, what do you got for us this week? I I got nothing. I was looking. Disappointing. And... Disappointing. <laughs> I uh, there's. Which is good. Nothing stupid's happening. I guess that is good. That is good. Oh, yeah. no, it is. No, it is. Pro Insider Report. What? No, what? No, who's getting the? No, who's getting the? Uh, the not stupid. I don't. We don't want to get into politics on our show, but uh, you know, Justin, you gotta get. You gotta get your things together. Milwaukee Bucks are literally offering vaccines at their games, and we do not have vaccines for some people over sixty. Can you, you know what? I will. I will add this. So, well, my parents are getting vaccinated. Yeah. yeah, my mom. I think got vaccinated already. Maybe. Oh wow! But, uh, sorry, going off topic. What vaccine? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, oh, like. I think it might be Pfizer. I don't know Pfizer, maybe. Wait. So the the I one that's not. Know. I have no idea. <laughs> we got the 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 German. Vaccine. Well, my, my parents are getting the German vaccine. AstraZeneca or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, wait, that um, might be the one my mom's getting too, probably. That one's supposed to not be very good. Well, like it works fine, but like it's supposed to make you sick. Like, yeah, like I would expect that though. They they've said that that's kind of what'll happen for a few days, for a couple of days or so afterwards. I would expect if they inject, they basically inject COVID nineteen into you. <laughs> Like they have a little it's bit of COVID nineteen, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I also heard that 
like any truckers going over the border from Canada, mm-hmm. they're getting vaccinated by the U.S. That's how good they're. Like, I mean, that's great. Like, I, w- yeah. I honestly, I wish I could go to the U.S. just get vaccinated. <laughs> you get your driver's license, dude. Just be a trucker. Exactly back. right. I'm getting yeah. a driver's license in. What day is it? Oh, oh, my birthday is in 28 days. Watch out, Ontario <laughs> roads. <laughs> I'm coming. Although everyone, we'll, we'll see if we're, we'll see if we're um, still uh, if we're in stay-at-home order at that point. Because if we are, I cannot go and get my uh, driver's license. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, so that's all you got, Bronze Eye Report. Nothing, nothing much going on there. Nothing much. Just Justin, you gotta do better. Justin, we just we just really expect greatness from you, and that's what we want to see. Just get the vaccine to us. All we gotta do is get the vaccine. Anyways, um, we can move into baseball then, I guess. Um, so there's this player. Um, his name is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he is absolutely nasty. He hits three home runs in a game yesterday. Um, I think he's the greatest baseball player of all time. Uh, behind, obviously, Randall Gritchick. But, um, Trevor, what are your thoughts on that take, I guess? And he's also, like, he's making other players better, man. He just blesses and kisses their bats, and all of a sudden, they hit home over the fence. So, I, I, I think he's um, – Vladimir McJesus on <laughs> on uh, on the Blue Jays. Vladimir Jesus Jr. There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's our nickname. Vladimir, Vladimir. Jesus Jr. All right. All right. He's, he's home runs, RBIs, and and their their average. So like he's lighting up. They're yeah. hitting. I'll just throw out some stats here. Hold on. Uh, three fifty five average. Uh, seven home runs, which is tied for third in the MLB. Um, 19 RBIs, one stolen base. There you go. What a guy. Um, he's also got, let's see here. He's got an, a 1.163 OPS. Wow. Sink in there real quick. Just, oh yeah. And a, in there real quick. yeah, just let that, just let that, just let that sink in real quick. Um, what's his old, what's his on base percentage? Oh yeah, four seventy nine. Yeah, nothing much, nothing, nothing, nothing too much there. Um, you know, you know, just I, I don't even know what to say, man. He's taking sixteen walks on the year too. No, no worry about it. You know, no triples yet though, so that's kind of disappointing. But I mean, it is well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Run by. No I mean, he's only that. played 23 games so far this year, so I guess. Oh, oh no, that's bad. That's bad. The what? Nationals got bases loaded with zero outs. Oh, the other at the top of the third. Baseball. What? They're scoring. I, I think they'll score. No offense, my Jays out there. But yeah, no, it's it's not it's not very good right now there. Hopefully, Matt's can get us out of that one. Oh, that's a ball. No, well, all right. Anyways, uh, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., like, what a performance last night. Um, they won, won the game, essentially, him, himself. Jays were down 4 nothing. You think so? He has seven RBIs last night, which 
and they win nine five. So pretty much, if he was not in the game, they would have lost. Um, yeah, I mean, just he, he had a great performance. I don't know what to say. I don't know to say. Maybe he'll be my MVP for Jay's review. Who knows? We'll have to see. I'll have to see about that one. Um, here, here's here's a little bit for you. I teased this at the beginning. Uh, Cy Young watch in both both uh, um, leagues. It's a little early. I would agree. I would, I would think it's a little early. You know, um, it it is April. We're not even into May yet. When you look at the Cy Young watch, but um, I will say that there are some players that are really looking real nice. NL talking about Corbin Burns and Jacob Degrom. I mean, um, both of those players have been absolutely phenomenal. Jacob Degrom, I keep seeing all the stats about how he pitches incredible games, and the Mets still lose because they are not good. Well, because they just don't play very well or whatever around him. And I think they're going to make the ALC, I mean, the NLCS. You have them, well, you bet the money on them winning the World Series. Anyways, Jacob DeGrom, just Mm -hmm. some some quick stats here. Jacob DeGrom this season is 2-1, an ERA of .56, 53 strikeouts and a whip of .56. So, you know, he's okay, I guess. Not, eh, this is okay. Uh, yeah, he has, yeah, he's hit the same amount of home runs this season as he's given up earned runs. So, he's hit two home runs and given up two earned runs. So, yeah. That's, so that they're both solo shots, pretty much. No, what what I'm like, he's literally given up. He, he's hit two home runs this season and given oh, up okay. two runs while pitching, like two earned runs while pitching. <laughs> he's, he's crazy, man. <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, I mean, Jake DeBagram, he's the best pitcher in the MLB for sure. Back to back Cy Youngs. He doesn't get it last year because. They had to give it to Trevor Bauer. They kind of had to switch it up a little bit. and uh, They couldn't let Jacob DeGrom have three years in a row, so he's going to go three out of four. Um, but there's Colvin Burns here. to. He's got something to say about it. He's 2-2 two and two on, the se- on the season. He has an ERA of 1.53. Um, 49 strikeouts and a whip of .55. So Colvin Burns, too, is looking real good for the Brewers. Um, I mean... Maybe not as good as Jacob DeGrom, but Corbin Burns has really emerged as ace in this league. Trevor, what are your thoughts on that Cy Young race? His ERA is just crazy for, like, for it is the start of the season. But he's played almost 20 games. For sure. 0.31? Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, he, he's crazy. I think, I think he does have like a very good chance at getting Cy Young, you know. Yeah. And he's <sighs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I saw today, I saw an article today, and it was talking about how they're talking about if Jacob Degrom 
would be a Hall of Famer um, due to the fact that he's been a bit of a late bloomer. Um, in my opinion, I think he is definitely a Hall of Famer. Two Cy Youngs and being absolutely dominant locks that in. But uh, Trevor, do you think um, uh, Jacob deGrom is a Hall of Famer? He keeps up how it all. If he keeps, I guess, how he's doing right now. He'll yep. Be yep. For sure. Yeah. Um, so then you got the AL, the AL race. So I'm throwing out one name. Well, I'm throwing out two. One is probably not going to happen, but I want it to. The other one is actually serious. Steven Matz. Not looking too good right now. He just gave up three runs. But Steven Matz <laughs> is um, the best pitcher on the face of the earth. Um, he's 4-0 this season. He's got an ERA of 2.13. Um, not bad. Uh, he's got 26 strikeouts, a whip of 1.03. Um, being straight out, like his numbers are nowhere close to the that of Degrom and Burns, but I mean, still, I I think it's very good for what he was what was expected of him. I think, um, in the first place, and I think that um, he uh, he's really impressed for the Blue Jays. Um, and yeah, Trevor, what are your thoughts on Matt so far this season? And do you think he has a shot at winning the Cy Young? I don't know if he'll have a shot at winning the Cy Young. I bet he might come close. Um, obviously, Garrett Coles, I think, well, Garrett, well, you know, I won't even go into that. But I think he might have a good chance. He could get, I think he could be, um, I guess, picked as one of the, uh, I don't know what you call that. One of the nominees. One of the nominees. I think I think could be if he does a little bit better, like in this. I guess in this game, I think yeah. he can uh, be anonymous. Yeah, the, be yeah. nominated. Thank you. I can't not speak English today. So as Trevor was talking about, Garrett Cole is definitely in the running for that AL Cy Young. Um, three and one on the year. One point seven one ERA. Uh, Fifty strikeouts. Point seven three WHIP. Um, a phenomenal season from him. And he's getting it done when the Yankee hitters right now are not. So, um, I mean, that's really what you like to see out of the guy that you broke the bank for. You paid him the biggest salary. You paid him the biggest deal that a pitcher's ever had. So um, you, he definitely needs to perform when <laughs> he gets that type of payday. Another player mm-hmm. I want to mention in the AL Cy Young race is uh, Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians. He's 2-2. Two two. He's got a 2.48 uh, ERA and a .94 whip. Numbers may not look as Garrett Coles, but he's got 57 strikeouts on the year. Um, I definitely think he should be considered as well. Also on MLB.com, they have players' nicknames, and his nickname is not Justin. So... Why is it not Justin? <laughs> because his name is Shane Bieber. So his nickname oh, is not Justin. Oh, not Justin. Okay. Yeah. So. Maybe be better than our Justin. Yeah. So. Bringing Trudeau. <laughs> Get the damn back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Um, 
that's kind of our look at the um the NL and AL Cy Young races. Trevor, are there any other names you would put in it any either of those races right now? Any guys that kind of stand out to you? I uh I'll take a look real quick. Um yeah, honestly, I don't think so. Uh, I think, you know what, I will add on. Stephen Knox is tied in first with uh, four wins. So that's it, a win is pretty hard to get. So that's, that's pretty good for him. I, I, I think all the, all the Cy Young, I guess, um, predictions have been pretty, pretty good. If, if they keep it up, I think Jacob DeGrom. Probably. Yeah, not liking his chances of getting a win in this game right now. Down three nothing against Nationals, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so here, um, here's a little interesting fun fact for you here. Yerman Mercedes, the rookie catcher or rookie catcher slash first baseman slash whatever the heck I don't even know what position he plays anymore. DH, I'm not sure. Yep. I thought he played catcher. I could be very wrong with that. Obviously. I think I am he, now that I'm looking at it. It says he's a first baseman. What? Oh, what? It says on here he's a catcher. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. he plays three positions. Anyways. <laughs> so you're Mercedes, uh, a local burger place in Chicago, has named a burger the Yerminator after your Mercedes, the dominant rookie. Um, so, uh, but on him, I mean, as I said, dominant rookie, um, he's got an average of 432, four home runs, 15 RBIs, a 1.137 on OPS. Um, so, I mean, an incredible, uh, rookie year so far for Yerman Mercedes leads the entire league in batting average. Um, a lot of a lot of people don't really like that um, stat, but uh, you know he's leading in it. So uh, Laddie has a three fifty five um, batting average, um, but on on the MLB app, um, it has his picture. His picture is Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know. Oh why that is <laughs> but anyways yeah your mercedes gets his own burger kind of thought that was a i thought that was an interesting uh thing there not too many players are getting their own burgers you know um yeah trevor do you have any thoughts on uh you know the burger maybe we'll have to go to chicago to go try it or something like that so i i did have the very first uh well, I mean, I would like to eat that. I love burgers, if anyone knows me. But uh, have you – so I don't know if any Jays fans are listening. Do you remember Jason Gorilli? Yes. So he had a, um, a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, man. Really? And I remember my first Jays game ever. Me and my dad really walked around the entire Dodger Center to find this go-to sandwich. <laughs> oh, and the funny thing was, as we got back to our seats, we yeah. found it. There you go. There so you go. We, we didn't even walk around the whole freaking Dodger Center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
There you go. So, yeah, you're in Mercedes. Incredible rookie season. From the video I saw, he has an incredible burger as well. So, um, you know, that's kind of really all you need, I think. It, like, you just got to be good at baseball and have a good burger. Like, that's... You just got to be good at baseball and have a good burger. Exactly. That's really the keys <laughs> to life. Yeah. Like, happiness is really just that in general. Um, anyways, uh, we're going to switch to uh, rookie rookie relief pitcher Kent Emanuel of the Houston Astros. He makes his MLB debut. <laughs> uh, he's put into the game um, with one out in the first inning after Jake Odorizzi suffers an injury, and he goes the remaining 8.2 innings. Uh, wow. So- uh, he goes, yeah, he goes remaining eight and two third innings, um, gives up just five hits and two runs in his uh, MLB debut. He gets the win. I mean, it's crazy for you to make your relief, your debut as a reliever in the um, MLB, and you end up going eight and two thirds innings. So, um, I mean, a great, a great performance, obviously, from Kent Emanuel. Um, Trevor, what were your thoughts on that performance? Well, I was I was looking at, at the burger. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at pictures of the burger, so I had no clue. <laughs> uh, Anyways, <laughs> the burger looks yummy. So, <laughs> um, no, so Ken Emanuel, uh, was uh, he pitched eight and two thirds innings in relief in his MLB debut. So, I mean... Eight and two-thirds innings? In yeah, NFL. in his MLB debut, MLB. he comes in relief of Jake Odorizzi after Odorizzi suffers an injury. So, um, a great performance by Emmanuel. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on that? Next time, I'm going to call it right now. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. That's it. All right. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast over. Oh, exactly. um yeah so um the yeah uh uh yeah yeah it was a great performance i mean very interesting for that to happen um in his mlb debut um anyways a uh interesting thing i found yesterday uh Apparently, the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Angels were talking about an Aaron Judge trade in the offseason. Um, this is very surprising, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm surprised that the Yankees were going to trade Aaron Judge. Um, I mean, it would have been a huge addition for the Angels. Probably would have had to give up a decent bit, too. But, uh, but also, judging on the Aaron, Aaron Nolan Arenado trade, maybe not. But um, I guess we'll get to that later in a second because there's some news with the Rockies too. But um, I mean, an Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge to the Angels would have been a blo- blockbuster to say the least. I mean, like it would have been earth-shattering deal. Um, like I can't even think of what kind of pieces would have had to go their way. But um, I mean, it would have been huge for the Angels. Uh, I don't think it fixes their main uh, issue, which is their pitching. But um, 
well, yeah, obviously Aaron Judge doesn't fix their pitching, but um, it would have been a huge addition for the Angels, and it kind of would have been it, – it's an interesting move for the – what it would have been for the Yankees because what is, I don't know what that kind of shows. Or like, Is it just that you think Judge is struggling, you need to move on, or is it – He's not enough for their stack team. Like, yeah, or is it just – or is it that you're kind of trying to tear things down? And the Yankees, they don't tear things down. They're, they're World Series or bust each and every year. But um, – And he has so much potential. Yeah. Judging sure. how much he has already, but still. So, I, I'm just going to say, like, I think that opens the door for another judge trade in the future. For the most part, when a lot of times, more more times than not, when you hear about a guy who's going to get traded, they were discussing in the offseason. Most of the time, they get traded within the next two years. So, I'm I, personally, I think that Aaron Judge could be traded, like in the near future. Um, but I, I guess we'll have to see. Like, I don't know. I guess it all depends on what kind of direction the. Yankees are going. If they start getting competitive here and they uh, pick it up, Aaron Judge starts uh, getting hot, you know, and the Yankees are first in the AL, American League East, they're cruising. Uh, they're definitely not going to trade Aaron Judge, but the deadline rolls around. He's not really performing too great and, or he's performing well and team isn't. And, uh, maybe they look into trading Aaron Judge off. Like, I don't know. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on this? Um trade that almost happened you know if that did happen that would be i think the angels would be pretty good because you, you got mike trout which is probably the best yeah i know right, right and then you got rendon Aaron, is on team. yeah and then you got rendon and then now in addition now you got judge yeah and otani too and yeah sorry otani which Probably one of the best like pitcher batters in the in the league. Yeah, he's the best two way player in the league for sure. Yeah, I I think the Angels could be if they pull him in the off season. I think they could be a very very good. Yeah. Anyways, talking about players that could have been traded at the deadline, Trevor Story was one of those uh, was one of those players that could very well be traded at the deadline. Um, Jeff Bridich the general manager of the Colorado Rockies has resigned. Um, and I mean, it was apparently a mutual parting of ways, um, which most of the time means that we were going to fire you, but we'll let you resign ahead of time in case you want to uh, make it look better on you. But um, I think for him, like he, he already traded Arenado, right? And I think he knows he has to trade Story too, because mm-hmm. the Rockies are going to be very bad. Well, they're not very bad, but they're going to be at the bottom of the National League West. Um, they're going to be a team that's rebuilding, and Trevor Story is a free agent uh, in the winter, so you don't want to lose him for nothing. He's an elite player in this league, and you don't want to lose an elite player for nothing. So Trevor Story. Would would have it? He's gonna have to get traded this season, if you're the Rockies. Unless you think that you gonna you're gonna be able to resign him, which realistically I don't think you're gonna be able to, just because he I'm sure he wants to go win somewhere else. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on Jeff Bridges resigning, possible Trevor Story trade? Trevor Story's a, a, a great player, great name too. But, um, whatever. And he's a really good player with, uh, with the Rockies. And yeah, they, they got rid of Arenado, right? I did I was that the wrong last name because there's a lot of no Arenado. Yeah, they, they okay. traded Arenado to the Cardinals. They traded Arenado, and then I guess, like, yeah, judging how they just did that, they might not get rid of the territory. Which, if they're, if they're gonna do that, they hopefully could get something big. Now, yeah. he's not having the greatest season right now, but I mean, he does a good average, but like, that we could see a, a trade coming up. No, yeah, I just, I, it's just the fact that he's, he's going to be a, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and you don't want to lose a guy like that for nothing, right? That's you're a rebuilding team. Yeah. You're a rebuilding team and you want to cash in. Let uh, him finish the season. Yeah, but uh, you're not going to get value for him though. That is true. Like if you've let him finish the season, then you're just trading his negotiating rights and that gets you a. You're lucky if that gets you like a third round pick. Yeah. So, um, I think that the the Rockies are probably going to trade him around the deadline time. I don't know. Like an interim general manager has to make that deal now. I I don't actually know who that is. I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't know who's in that spot right now. But it's gonna be tough, and I I hope for his sake that he's gonna be able to get a good deal on it because. You're never the winner. The GM is never the winner when he's trading a um, an elite player out of their town. The fans are never happy with that for the most part. Um, like you look, Red Sox fans are not happy about the Mookie Betts trade um, when it went down. Um, it looks a bit better now. Alex Verdugo looks like he's going to be a very good player. Uh, Jeter Downs is a top 50 prospect in the league. So that trade looks a bit better now, but when it happened, people were not happy. Boogie Betts is still, without a doubt, he's he's a top three player in the MLB, in my opinion. Um, and it, it's hard to trade players like that. Trevor Story, obviously not that good, I don't think, but still a star player. Um, and I think it's hard for general managers to trade players like that. So um, hopefully all goes well for him, uh, for them when they're go, doing that, I guess. And uh, Trevor, do you have any other thoughts on the? Uh, no, I, I, I just think if they don't want him to uh, to get a free agent, well, and he is a free agent by the end of the season, but I think you got to give him away. Maybe get something good from him. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trevor, I have a question for you. What are your thoughts? on uh, double headers that last seven innings because that's how they do it now in the OB seven inning double headers what are your thoughts on if a player throws seven no hit innings in a seven inning double header game it does not count as a no hitter what are your thoughts on that does not count. that's a no hitter what are you talking about so if Madison Baumgartner this past week Throws 
a seven inning no hitter, like in a a uh, seven inning doubleheader game. So uh, it does not count as a no hitter. It counts as a complete game. It counts as a like shutout or whatever, I guess. But it does not count as a no hitter. If it were to go to extras, and he were to uh, pitch nine, then it would count as a no hitter. So, um, the unofficial no hitter from Madison Bumgarner. Um, but I see where they're going with that. You got to pitch nine no hit innings, I guess, to get the no hitter. Um, but they do put them in slightly an unfair situation where you gotta <laughs> you have a. Uh, phenomenal performance, but you only happen to play seven innings in that game, so um, kind of sucks like, for him. But you you pitched that many innings with no hits, yeah, and then that game's cut off short. That's that. Yeah, I think it should count as a no hitter because I just find it stupid that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I would suck to be in that situation, but like I see where they're. I, I see where they're at where you I, you it's not fair to all the other no hitters, right? And yeah. most of the time no hitters will get broken up in the eighth and ninth inning. So I I see where they're I see where they're at. Um also interesting to know Madison Bumgarner has two silver sluggers. Um I didn't I totally forgot that they give out a silver slugger award uh for pitchers in the national league. They did? Yeah, they do. I I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, so he's Madison Bumgarner is two silver sluggers, so that's a interesting stat for you. Um, another thing here, um, Trevor, have you been watching any of the Dodgers versus the Padres? No. Oh uh, well, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Trevor Bauer there, they're brewing up a rivalry here, the Dodgers and Padres. They're fighting for that top spot in the NL West. And Tatis and Bauer, they're brewing up rivalry. Obviously, Trevor the Trevor Bauer from spring training uh, pitches against the Padres with one eye closed. Um, so oh. then uh, <laughs> Tatis decides to uh, – I think he homers twice off him in the same game. Uh, so – with the first one, he starts mocking him. He's, like, walking around the bases like this. Um, so, you know, Tatis, that, yeah. Tatis and Bauer going back at it. Trevor Bauer is accusing Fernando Tatis Jr. of stealing signs. Um, so, it's it's hectic for sure. It's, it's, cha- it's chaos, I would say, out there. That rivalry is phenomenal. It's like playoff baseball in April. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on sort of the budding Bauer to Tease rivalry? This is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for well, your uh, Stanley. I mean, I just said um, yeah. World Series champs, World San Series Diego Padres, San Diego. That when uh, anyway, um. <laughs> I if we're well, in LA, like those are two teams that definitely will go at it. Yep. I, I think those two players, like literally, like probably the two best players on each of those teams. Um, I think uh, this would be a, a nice uh, rivalry for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think I know how we should resolve that 
bet if neither team wins. Okay. Nor the Mets or the Padres win. The team that goes the furthest. We, like, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. If the so, team that goes the so, furthest. So if the Padres go further than the Mets, then you only pay me 10 bucks instead of 20 You see what I'm saying here? Maybe five because. What? Five? Because you're broke? I didn't say how much money I got, but I am broke. Okay. I, you know what? One quick thing off topic. Um. Can you talk a little louder? I cannot hear what you're saying. I might have to um, our basketball today, so I'm going to have to think. <laughs> you what? You what? I might have talked basketball. Oh, I see. Or our basketball. It, it, I don't know if anyone heard of basketball talk, but it's, it sounds like a gunshot. It's loud. Bro, you gotta know. And like, I just build it too. You gotta know. And, and like, to let you know, if a basketball's about to pop, it like creates a lump in the side. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's what happened. Here, hold on. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that it has too much air in it when it becomes disformed. Anyways, now that Trevor's gone, um, oh gosh, three run home run, three run home run for the Nats. Six nothing Washington over the Blue Jays. This is not what we like to see at all. Um, disappointing. Um, while Trevor's gone, uh, Dansby Swanson of the uh, Atlanta Braves shortstop he burned sage around the uh, stadium uh, to try to break the uh, Braves slump. They were in. They had a doubleheader against the Diamondbacks. Only had one hit, obviously. Madison Bumgarner unofficially no hits them in the one game. So they bounced back to beat the Cubs 8-7. Uh, so I guess that works. Dan B. Swanson's got something going with the burning of the sage. Trevor's confused now because he's just returned. And I was talking about Dan B. Swanson burning sage, and he does not understand. But I don't know. <laughs> What were you doing? What's what's up now? I was gonna go show the basketball. Looks like did. now. Did he throw it out? No, my mom did, so I'm not gonna oh. I'm, not, I'm not pulling out the trash can. Yeah, so when it comes to Fernando Tatis Jr. and Trevor Bauer, um I naturally side with Fernando Tatis Jr. No offense, Trevor Bauer. Nothing against Trevor Bauer whatsoever. But I just naturally, I don't know why, just side with Fernando. Because he's going to be on our podcast, I've decided. Fernando, you want to come? Decided that? <laughs> Kidding, I haven't decided. But Fernando, open invitation. You know, come explain your side of the story. We'll get Trevor on too. Maybe we'll have like a we'll have a thing going. You guys will. Uh... That's going to be terrible. <laughs> no, they're not going to be on at the same time. We'll have one for one episode. One the next episode. Like... What? Oh, okay. So that would not go with the other. Yeah, no, no, I think I think it'd be fine. I mean, they kind of just come out, explain their side of the story, be kind of like having a nice interview with them, you know, it'd be good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I'm hoping for the Padres to win solely based on the fact I got this bet riding here um, that I am going to make some nice money off. So it's not a whole lot. It's only 20 bucks, me and Jared making the bet. But, um, I mean, t- 10 bucks if the Padres make it further than the Mets. Five bucks. Come on. That's like. <laughs> Come on. Five? What are you this. talking about, buddy? 
Yeah, five. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> no, okay, here, here, here's here's how we'll do it. We'll construct this very nicely. So 20, the loser pays out 20 if the other team wins the World Series. Yep. If, so say the Mets make the playoffs and the Padres miss the playoffs for some reason, I pay you 10. But if they both make the playoffs and the Mets go further, I pay you five. Fair enough? So if the Mets miss the playoffs and the Padres make it, then you pay me 10. If they both make it and the Padres go further, then you only pay five. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. Trevor's, Trevor's the biggest Francisco Lindor fan and Trevor and Jacob DeGrom fan you will ever see now. He's gonna come he's gonna come in next pod with his Mets jersey, his Lindor jersey, just he's gonna be wearing it, you know? He's gonna be wearing it. He's gonna be wearing it, because that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, hey, they're in a playoff spot right now, so Yeah, I know, right? Anyways. And then uh San Diego's out. Yeah, so the Toronto Blue Jays, they're a baseball team. And me and Trevor both like them, purely based on the fact we're from Canada and this kind of how we've been raised. But, um, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays, um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., we already talked about him. But, he, you know, he's just really good at baseball. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Get what I'm, get what I'm saying here? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is just good at baseball. And Steven Matz. Not the best start for him right now. You got to lose some eventually. But it's okay. It's okay. Springer's back. He's going to win us some games. So we left off last, last week after the Royals series. So that means we saw them play the Red Sox twice, the Rays three times, and then... Uh, the Nationals once. So the Toronto- are we in our Blue Jays talk now? What? Are we in are we in our Blue Jays talk now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about on anything else? Oh no, I'm, I'm just making sure. Yeah. So the Toronto Blue Jays uh, go four and two since our last episode. So I think that's probably the first time they won. Uh, they've been. Oh no, the first time since the first week. That they've been over 500 in a week, I think. So, I mean, we love to see that. Um, they get a win against the Red Sox, two against the Rays, one against the Nationals. Um, the one right now, it's not looking too great, but hopefully if we can get reel it back in, you know. <laughs> uh, we did that last game, Vladdy, with seven RBIs. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. But, um, you know, the Jays, the Jays have looked, they've looked improved. They've looked improved for sure. They're second in the American League East. Hey, they're 500, which is a good thing. They're 500. They're tied with the Rays, technically, for second in the American League East, behind the Red Sox. Um, you know, I like where this baseball club is heading. You know what I mean? I mean, we're not in a wild card spot yet. Um, oh, Kevin Mejio with a nice grab at the wall. Just, yeah, anyways. Um... He we're uh, we're 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 looking good. I think I like where the team's headed. We got Springer back. I think he's going to be a big piece. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays' week? 
they've been playing some good baseball compared to last week. Yep. Uh, well, I guess last week was the game. Well, the week before that, uh, they've been playing some good baseball. They're below 500, now they're above, which is great. Yeah, Tampa Bay's out of them. They played two more games than them, which they got, they got one this next game. Anyways, they're above the Yankees. That's all that matters. Um, keep going, Jays. No, uh, I, I think they're doing great, and Vladdy's just good at baseball. So. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, just a forecast kind of for now. Well, yeah, forecast for next week for the schedule. So we're we're telling you right now, this is what we're committing to. For Dangles and Dingers, we're going to have an episode out on the Wednesdays, okay? Wednesdays is going to be the day the episode's going to come out. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. So watch this episode. It's probably going to come out at like 11.30 tonight on Wednesday. So surprise, surprise. So me and Trevor, we're going to get the episode Unless you're from across the world. Episode's out on Wednesday. And then YouTube, uh, the YouTube video of the podcast will come out on a Thursday. Or no, we'll make it on Friday, you know, kind of kind of space things out a bit. Um, so expect that when me and Trevor are allowed to be in the same room, we might start doing some live streams, you know, hopefully. Hopefully we'll see some Blue Jays playoff baseball, some live streams. Um, and then, uh, as we said, we may be moving to two episodes a week for the playoffs, for NHL playoffs, and then again for MLB playoffs. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, I don't know why I went into that in the middle of our Jays review. Trevor, <laughs> who is your uh, MVP of the week? I'm going to go deep. I think you might have Vladdy. Vladdy is just crazy. Did you choose you the same person? Because I'm about to go deep into him. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. It's okay. Okay. I was saying, did, did you choose that? Did did you choose Vladdy? Because I'm like, yeah, I did. Obviously. And information right now. Vladimir Guerrero. Okay. Okay. So, Vladdy, fifth for batting average in the league. Fifth. Yeah. Top, well, and then he's, we'll yeah, he's runs. top three in home. Well, yeah, he's home runs. He's tied second. He's tied for third, technically. Technically tied for third. Technically tied for third, but like he's one home run behind the leader, so. The leaders. I think it's Ron Lacuna Jr. and someone else. I don't forget. I don't remember who the other person is. He's tied for fourth in RBIs. There you go. He's he doesn't have any stolen bases, but that's okay. Um, he's fifth in slugging and fifth in uh, on base percentage. This guy is crazy. Body Jesus Jr. MVP. The people above him are just are great players. That's why he's a. Uh... Oh, sorry, sorry. On base percentage, he's second. Ooh. Sorry, I was looking at Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trevor's a big Ronald Acuna Jr. fan. He kind of gets. Uh, one second. He talking about Vladdy up Oh man, yeah. So, I think me and Trevor. <clears throat> Me and Trevor hopping on the uh, Vladdy for MVP train um, for sure. I mean, oh, there we go. Trevor's got some light in his room now. So that's going to be nice. Um, we can actually probably see his face. <laughs> um, no COVID here. No COVID here. Just casual cough. 
Um, but yeah, the um, Vladi, Vladi for MVP. That's where we're at right now. Um, I don't know, like man, like the listeners too. I mean, if you're Jays fans, you obviously know that we've been expecting this for years, and he's getting it. He's getting it going now. He's getting it going now, and uh, Vladi for MVP is where we're at. So <laughs> while I said uh, I was looking for my you could not bobblehead. find your bobblehead, could you? Dude, I, I don't know where it is. I kind of look for it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Find it next time. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out uh, next time. But oh, yeah. um, anything else you want to talk about the Jays? No, I, I, I got nothing. Oh, also, Ryu is on the IL, so not a good not good for us to oh will he be out you know not what oh i don't know i just saw that he was going on the aisle i can look at it right now but um it yeah not good for the jays uh we don't need to lose starting pitchers i'll tell you that um yeah and they aisle so he'll be out for at least 10 days all right even though yesterday they said he won't miss a start so okay (laughs) well slow down guys yeah and one thing one more thing uh go check out mlb full count full count podcast with colin ward reese dumaney and brandon caputo on the armchair sports armchair gm sports network um uh colin ward was talking about um about how nate pearson when he comes in he can be kind of like an opener for the jays how he could pitch two or three innings at the start you know, you want to get him in those starting situations, but you don't really want to play him those starter innings, starting innings. So you could get him in as an opener, and he could play two or three at the beginning, and you could pull him out after that. I think it's a great idea um, to get Pearson kind of going in the rotation. Like, you need him to be a starting pitcher. That's what this team needs. Uh, he's a top-ten prospect in the league. So um, you need him to be a very impactful player for this team. And uh, a quick uh... – Happy birthday to Colin Ward. That was oh, yeah. That, uh, uh, he was our first our first guest, our first actual guest on our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense to Matthew. But, oh, uh, we got to get another one on. It's been a long time. It's been, what are we at now? I got to like, start DMing some people, dude. On, on, on bro, yeah, we're going to, maybe we'll talk after. We'll see. We'll see. But we, we're on like a 16 game. 16 epi drought right now so yeah gotta gotta get some we'll get some people in we'll try to we'll try to see what's happening here and um you know maybe after these u18 this u18 tournament you know there's guys that are kind of closer to our age we can talk to a few of them um you know like we said maybe we'll talk to fernando Tatis jr who knows we'll see See what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, exactly. Um, anyways, um, that leaves us with one segment to go. The Weather Network heavily defeated of the week. Um, Trevor, who is your Weather Network heavily defeated team of the week? I did not get one. Ooh. I mean, I could say the Jays right now losing 6 nothing, but mm. – uh, and I'm kind of mad about that, but I, I got no one. I uh, didn't really see any, I guess, heavily defeated. Well, I'm just going to keep it kind of basic. Uh, Angels fans are the heavily defeated of the week.
because they did not get Aaron Judge. So <laughs> um, that that's kind of where it's at. That that's oh, also Team Sweden. Shout out to Team Sweden. They're also probably also probably if, having. Uh, if, if we started our our this this heavily the season segment won the won the World Juniors on uh, in December, I think uh, Germany Germany would be yeah. our heavily defeated team for that week because a uh, uh, flashback they lost eighteen probably so. So my heavily defeated is Angels fans and Team Sweden, uh, the U18s. Uh, Team Sweden, though, like, I think that's a one-off. There's no way they don't come back. Like, that's there's no way game. they don't come back and dominate, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, Trevor, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we end the show? I got nothing. All right. Well, we would like to thank you all for listening. Um, you can find us on all your favorite podcast uh, platforms. Obviously, you probably did if you're listening to this. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, at Dangles and Dangers. Um, we'll follow us all there. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you next week.